Well, hello, I'm Jason Smith with David Wojnicki, and welcome yes. to the Sunday Recap Podcast. Indeed, indeed. You know, hey, by the way, we've been talking about this. Uh, I know we call it the Sunday Recap, yes. but it's not really what this is. No. Um, it was the quickest name that we could come up with, because in reality, uh, what we try and do is talk about those things that maybe didn't make it into the message, things that we wanted to say or to expound upon. So you and I were just talking before yes. this. Uh, at the start of the new year, we're going to, we, we want to rename it. We we're going to rename, rename it something so that's more accurate to what it is. And so if people have suggestions, yeah. we will take their suggestions. They can email their questions or their name suggestions to yeah. questions. VCC. Questions at vccc.org. Yes. No, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. No, no. Well, we continue in the book of Luke. Yep. Again. And uh, part three of a part three sermon series that was almost part four, but uh, (laughs) it could have been. I was tempted. But I I knew I had to stop. And you know what? You had to probably cut out some stuff yesterday you want to talk about. So now that we're here, not recapping, but expanding. Yeah. Uh, anything from yesterday's sermon that you wish you could have said? Thank you, Jason, for You're asking. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, as I got into it, right, just more and more seemed to unfold, and uh, and I knew that there was a lot there and, and things to hit on. And so, you know, that first week uh, we hit on Jesus coming to the temple and what the sacrifices were about for He and for Mary, and then two weeks ago we looked at Simeon and who he was, yes. and then this week was about really. Simeon's testimony. We know who the man is, the testifier, but now who's his testimony? But at the very end of the story, here there's somebody else that comes up, and that's Anna. There were two testifiers in the story. Yes, one was Simeon yes. and one was Anna. And um, we have the words that Simeon spoke, but we don't have anything that mm-hmm. Anna said, but there were things said about her. And I, and I said it in the message. Um, so she didn't get a lot to be addressed. But one of the things that was said about Anna um, was that she was a prophetess. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. these, um, you know, it said that she was a widow, which is pretty incredible that she was probably a widow for 60 years. She was faithful, worshiper of God. She went to the temple night and day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when did she, mm-hmm. when did she, so everybody she was would, devoted. yeah, she was devoted. Everybody would have known Anna. Like yes. I said, yes. everybody would come to the temple. And so when she goes out, I'm getting to your answer. No, here, when she went out after seeing Jesus and proclaimed him as Savior and Lord, you know, when it says that she told everybody, you know, the redemption of Israel is here, um, people knew her and they, they would have listened. But the big thing that some people might have had questions about was that she was called a, a prophetess. Yeah, you know what? As you were preaching, I saw that word and I thought, hmm, huh. what would what, Dave's answer be what, to this I, question? What, what does that mean for yes. her to be a prophetess? And so uh, that was something that was in my notes and I just knew I wasn't going to give it time. So I kind of abbreviated, but let's talk about what a prophetess Please. Um, was uh, very, very clear that um, the most often that a prophet or a prophetess, when they're talked about in the scripture, is not somebody who's telling the future. So okay, it says it's yes. a prophetess. It wasn't like she was somebody that you went to to read your fortune or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yes. um, it was somebody that was used to, to speak God's words to his people. And there were, in the scriptures, at least from what I could tell from my study, um, five women who are mentioned as prophetesses. Okay. Um, prophetesses. <laughs> Prophetesses. Um, one of them was Miriam, who was Aaron and Moses' sister. Okay. She's, she's prophet. Deborah was referred to as a prophetess. Yes. Yes. Um, there were some other smaller name ones. That, uh, let me see that I can find. One is Holda. She's in 2 Kings 22, 14. Um, there was a false prophet, uh, Nodiah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then a, actually another prophetess was Isaiah's wife, 
she was called a prophetess. Really? And she was called a prophetess only because the name that she gave the sons that were born to her mm. proclaimed a message to God's people. Okay. Okay. All right, see what I'm saying? So she yeah. was a prophetess in that sense. God gave her a word, you to name your sons this because their names will be that. And because she named her boys those names, she was considered a prophetess because mm. she spoke God's word mm. and the names of her son were to speak a message to God's people. Yes. So what did it mean for Anna to be a prophetess? Based upon what we see in the Old Testament, we would have to say that her being a prophetess was that she was someone that God used at times to speak his word to his people. Now, Jason, can I just, can we get into a little something here? Sure. Um, this does not mean that she was a preacher. Yes. It does not mean that she was a, a pastor. Um, you know, and so some people can say, well, she's a prophetess. If you speak God's word to the people, right. then, then, right. you know, um, women are able to preach and teach. That's not what that is about. We see other passages in God's word that clearly first Timothy, you yes. know, addresses it, um, that, uh, that that is a role that's given the role of pastoring and eldering, preaching and teaching, yes. um, in the church belongs to, um, is a role given to men. It's not to say though that women don't have a role in speaking God's word to other people yes. at, at times. Yes. And yes. Uh, so that's how I would answer that. That's who I believe, you know, Anna was. And a good reminder of you have to interpret scripture using scripture. Yeah. Nothing can be taken isolated by itself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Very good. So I might build up to this question. Sure. So um, with Simeon, we see his proclamation, mm -hmm. right, of, of, of who God is or who Christ is, who, who both of them were there to testify that Christ was the Messiah, yep. right? Uh, you said that this, this message, this good news is for all people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. their, their social status, financial, skin color, family background. Yeah. It's for all people. And, and we're in a season that is called Christmas season, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's interesting because you see across the globe— mm this celebration of this season. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we also see that people don't truly object to Jesus. Right, right. As long as it's their version, their of, version Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see even he, here, non-believers sing Christmas songs, right? Mm -hmm. That talk about Christ. You see decorations, Christmas trees go up everywhere. As long as it's their version of, of Jesus. But, but Simeon says something very specific about Jesus. And so I, I want us to revisit that. But also, how does, how does his, his proclamation Knowing what we believe as Christians, how does that affect us as, as Christians as, as we interact with others during this Christmas season and the hope that we have? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is uh, one of the reasons I really appreciate these seasons in the church calendar. Yes. Um, because they, f they force us to think intentionally uh, about the message of the gospel and about the work of Christ. So Christmas obviously being one, Easter being another. Yes. Um, if you're in a more liturgical church, there's other things in the yes. church calendar. Um, but, but let me just say, as you ask that question, one of the things that I think about is uh, in the connection group questions this week. Yes. At the very end, one of the things I ask is, who is somebody that uh, needs to hear the message of the gospel? Mm. Based upon what, kind yes. of what you're saying, based yes. upon the proclamation of Simeon, you know, who are you praying for? And so if I can just give a shameless plug, if you're not in a connection group, you can still use those connection Absolutely. group questions yeah. kind of devotionally and to get you thinking about the message and the application of it. And that's kind of what you're asking, the application of it couple of things. Number one, when you look at Simeon's proclamation here, his, his testimony when he, when he comes, um, you know, he says, my eyes have seen your salvation mm. that you've prepared in the presence of all mm. peoples, a light of revelation of the Gentiles and a glory for the people of Israel. Um, absolutely right. We're in this Christmas season where 
we get to proclaim Jesus as the Savior of all people. And I think that we need to be mindful of that truth in our day-to-day lives. Yes. Like, do, do we really see him as the Savior? Do people need saving? Yes. Because you're going to be less prone, I think, to want to share the good news of the gospel with somebody if you think that they're kind of okay. Yes. But if right. they're not okay then, yeah, we have the good news of, of great joy. And you can talk to people about Jesus without getting on all to all the moral, ethical issues right. that can be distracting at times. The question is, do you think that you're in need of saving? Do you have sin in your life? Do you have guilt that you can't deal with? What are you going to do with, with the judgment? If you feel condemnation, where does that come from? It's because you know that you'll measure up to God's standard and, mm-hmm. and God has to do something. So, mm-hmm. um, we should be able to go to people and say, do you know what these songs about Jesus? Oh, come, right. oh, come, Emmanuel. It's like, this is good. This is good news. Um, so the first thing is to be, you know, do you realize the world needs saving? Are you praying for those people that need the message of, of salvation? And then, you know, seizing the opportunity to, to just to share it. I know it's kind of maybe simple or, or cliche-ish, but, but, it's, but it's coming. It's just, it's, it's asking people, hey, do you, do you know about the Jesus that they're singing about? And you'd be surprised how many people really don't know who Jesus is and what he came to do. Yes. And, and, and let me just give us an encouragement, and it comes directly from Simeon. He says, the coming of Jesus will be for the rise and fall of many in Israel. And not just Israel, the rise and fall of many. Like, people who rise to eternal life are those people who have accepted Christ as Savior. Those who fall are those who reject him. It's not our responsibility to save anybody. We are the ones who, who proclaim the message of the gospel. Whether they rise or they fall, that's on, that's yes. on Jesus. And yes. he goes on to say, like, listen, you're, he's going to reveal what's in the thoughts and hearts of, of people. And so you just present the message to people, yes. how they receive it and how they respond. Um, that's up to them. Can I just share a story in our connection Please group? Please do. This is really powerful. Um, somebody in our connection group um, was sharing a story how— um, there was a man, uh, there was a woman in their church, the former church they had gone to, who was sick and she had cancer. And her husband was an unbeliever. And the pastor had been praying that God would do a miracle and mm. heal the wife from mm. his cancer so mm. that the husband would see mm. the miracle of his wife's healing and believe in the power of God and would ultimately be saved. Well, the wife dies. Okay. She doesn't get healed. And what ends up happening is the husband gets saved. And he gets saved, not because his wife was healed, but because he saw how the church yes. loved on his wife and took care of them. And he said, this, this to me shows that the gospel is real. And the pastor who had publicly prayed for the healing of, of the wife for the purpose of this husband coming, yes. um, sought forgiveness. And he said, I apologize. Yes. I was praying the wrong prayer. I thought the only way that God could save is if he miraculously healed this person. And God did the exact opposite. opposite. Again, we are not responsible for no. their salvation. No. We're responsible for proclaiming the good news. And we're not to make the roadmap what we think. <clears throat> hey, this no. is how you're going to do if, it, God. God so does, bring it, it, it just, this way. So I said, I said yesterday, one of the things that if, if God is the one who does the saving, and he is, because God has prepared the salvation. We didn't prepare. Yes. No one can save themselves. That makes us the most humble of all people. Yeah. The most humble of all people to be able to say, it's all you're doing. It, it's, your, it's your work. Yes, we need to be faithful and obedient to share the gospel. But we just humbly come and say, God, I don't know how you're going to save. I don't know what you're going to do. And I don't even know your timing yes. in, in all of this. Yes. Um, yeah. so. I appreciate you said praying and seize the opportunity. There's a, a 
Oftentimes we pray that, okay, God, bring them to Christ or, or God, let them come to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and if you look through the scripture and you see what people pray for, they're usually praying, God, give me boldness yeah. that yeah. I may speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so praying for these people, it, and it, it can be uncomfortable, but that's where we rely. You said their salvation relies on the work of God, right. even us speaking, we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so not only praying for them, but seeking those opportunities as we pray. And, that, and that's really the prayer of God. Let, not only say this, so give me the opportunities to speak into their lives. And yeah. So, yeah. Praying for them, praying for that boldness. Uh, I've said it from the pulpit a number of times. My hope and my prayer is that the first time your friend or family member that the first time they hear the gospel is not from my lips, yeah. but it's because they've already heard it from the person that's invited yes. them to church. Yes. And, and somewhere along the way, we got the idea, maybe it was with Billy Graham or with others, it's like you bring somebody to come to an yeah. event or come to a church service where they will hear the gospel. Yeah. The best place for someone to hear the gospel is from the lips of a family member or a friend. Absolutely. Not to say that, that there's not a place for what we do on Sunday mornings that I don't do that, yes. but, but it's like, um, may God give us boldness. Let us be like, as I close my message with saying with Anna, and she says, in coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him, mm. that's Jesus, mm. to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, do you think Anna knew all the names of the people who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem and she only spoke to those? <laughs> no, she just went to anybody yes. with that good news. And, yeah. and so we don't know who is, who's desirous to hear those things. And you mentioned connections. Somebody in our connection group we met last night and they were talking about, they were convicted even about being more specific of uh, some events that have happened in their lives. And yeah. they're, like, they're giving credit to God. They're like, right. oh yeah, God did this. But they realize, oh, we're not really being specific. Like mm. it, it's, the living God, the, the, whose son is Jesus, and yeah. here's what he has done. And so it was great hearing that conviction because, oh, yeah, it, it, for some people when you say God's done this, it's like, oh, karma's done this or whatever. So right. there, is, there is only one God, and, and so pointing to— <laughs> Point that it's through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and again, even if you didn't say it right or whatever, yes. God is still He's at work. Bigger. <laughs> He's, He's bigger than the words that, that, we, Absolutely. that, we, that we speak. But, Absolutely. you know, are we, just, are we just mindful of it? You know, um, just to tip our hand, if people have listened this far into the podcast and they're going to hear something, which is, you know, after the first of the year, um, you know, we're going to do a few messages on, you know, who we are as a church. And mm-hmm. then, um, then we're going to be back in Luke. But then later in February, I can't remember if we mentioned this in the podcast yet or not, but um, we're going to be doing a very special study in a series in our connection groups uh, called called Bless. Yes. And uh, the idea of Bless is uh, how do we live out our call to be and make disciples with our neighbors? And so if I already said that already in podcast, forgive me, but, um, but, but just how do we equip ourselves to be this, to bring the message, yeah. you know, to our, to our friends great. and neighbors? Great, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where we're going to go in January and yep. February. Where are we going next week? So next week, uh, so we are doing uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 40, asterisk. Okay, explain okay, that. Okay, explain that. It is, I'm making up Bible verse is on Sunday morning. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are going to be looking at, uh, so we're finishing up Jesus's life in infancy, but there's this story um, that isn't included in Luke's gospel that's worthwhile to look at at Christmas okay. season, and that's the story of the Magi. Mm. And they're coming to visit Jesus and what that means, and so that's going to be uh, this Sunday. And then we'll then we'll take a break, and we'll do a special message just on Christmas Eve, uh, separate from that. But it'll be kind of fun because, you know, Luke 39 and 40, you know, it, it it's kind of this, they return to Nazareth, but we know that something happens after this event okay. when they're in the temple, and that's the visit of the Magi. And so we'll talk about uh, who they were potentially and what it meant and why they came okay. and, and what we learned from them. So Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great.
All right. All right. Well, well it's uh, going to be a big, busy week for all of us. Yes. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this. And please, if you have another name for the podcast. Let us know. Let us know. Questions okay. at vccc.org. Dr. Org. I love it. God bless. God bless. God bless.